This is Jason Kristoff for Podcast 82, January 27th, 2021. And today I'll address some questions I've been getting. I get a lot of questions about a lot of things because I talk about a lot of different things and I know quite a bit about a wide number of topics, but my official occupation is a self-sabotage coach. I run a international school uh, to qualify self-sabotage coaches from all around the world. And it's the quickest way to heal people. I used to be an exercise and diet coach and a lifestyle coach uh, certified out of the Czech Institute in Vista, California, which is the top holistic healing institute in the world. And what I found is that people could not follow through on anything that would make them better. It doesn't matter if it was uh, eating well during the day, getting better sleep, quitting wine, quitting coffee, quitting junk food, quitting takeout. They just couldn't do it. And we see that in real life. People can't. They can't do it. There's an invisible force that drags them back and pulls them back down under the waterline. And I was very interested in that invisible force because as a coach that was making very good income attempting to try and make people thinner or more toned or better or healthier or wealthier or more abundant, they would never bite. And I was very curious, what is this invisible force that holds people back. I mean, people are terrified, and I mean terrified, to move ahead. You know, they're all stuck in these permanent childhoods. I call them proteins, professional lifelong teenagers. That's why I call them proteins. And being in that dependent state, you're always sort of looking for someone else to make the moves and make the calls and tell you what to do. And if you're always waiting for someone else to tell you what to do, you sort of lose the experience of telling yourself what to do. So this is great, huge mass of people that need self-sabotage coaching and explain. we need to explain it to them clearly what's going on with their own behavior. So I get a lot of questions and I had a question this morning about coffee. Uh, they were asking me my belief on coffee. Now, of course, coffee is not what people think it is, especially inside the subconscious mind. So definitely coffee on a scientific basis is an absolute disaster to your health. It's an absolute disaster to your well-being. It will destroy you where you stand. And it is not on, it's not for sale on every corner of your town because it's healthy for you. And I talk about that often as well. You can see how all these topics sort of come together, sort of like a watch. There's 150 pieces in a watch, and they all work together to tell you the time. So you got 150 different cogs in the watch, and they all work in unison for one common goal, which is giving you the correct time. Now, the coffee shop is a cog in a very large machine, a slavery machine. And if you really want to know how bad coffee is for you, I'm going to put a links in the show notes. I got a great article saying the top 14 things you don't know about coffee. And there's some videos in there that will drop, drop your uh, job. People really like the studies about giving the spiders psychoactive substances. And one of them was caffeine. But the psycho, psychoactive means it just affects your brain. 
So caffeine does affect your brain. It actually cuts off 52% of your blood flow to your brain after one eight-ounce cup of coffee. If you think life's tough now, <laughs> it's getting really tough for a lot of people. It's going to get a lot tougher till more people wake up. But if you think dealing with that reality is tough, wait till you try and you know buffer yourself to that reality or adapt to it when you only have half a brain. I mean, people aren't the brightest already. Cutting half the blood flow off to their brain. We all know you don't have to be uh, have your PhD in biochemistry to know that if you only have half of the blood flow to your brain, you're going to have a problem. But a lot of people in that article, they like that little pictures of the spiders given psychoactive substances. They were given LSD, I think, and THC or marijuana. There was some couple other very dangerous people think they're dangerous psychoactive substances given to these spiders and you can see that and then they allowed the spiders to spin their webs and then they photographed them and of course you got to see the caffeine spider is just destroyed intellectually doesn't know what's going on the the web it spins is the worst web out of all the drug spiders over and over again the one that screws up their web the most is the caffeinated spider. And so caffeine is a tyrannical arm of governance. And the thing about the subconscious mind is that as a self-sabotage coach, we have to take our clients on a journey about the subconscious mind and it doesn't really start with this fact, but it will come up somewhere in the coaching process, is that your subconscious mind knows everything. So consciously, you might not know that coffee is on the corner to destroy you. It destroys your health. And if you want to see how badly it destroys your health, in the show notes, I'll put a book called Caffeine Blues by Stephen Chernisky. And he has his master's in, I can't remember, but it doesn't really matter if he's qualified. He is qualified. But if you read the book, it is a page turner to say the least. Yeah, it's about coffee, but how bad it is and how healthy it is and how many metabolic systems it destroys in the body. I counted it, it destroys every metabolic system and this is what cited sources. And all the information is buried. And there's something called the coffee lobby. It's this nefarious backdoor lobby group that it keeps pushing fake and fabricated coffee science into the mainstream media. And the mainstream media, of course, colludes, not just with the coffee lobby, with many other dark and evil groups. So you get this disaster capitalism sort of cycle going, but it's really a slavery cycle. And, and it's all about making people so dependent and broken down and miserable and depressed and disoriented and dysfunctional. And then disaster capitalism is producing the disaster and then having all, you know, the maggots come in, the parasites and feast off this energy that's being given off by dying organisms. I mean, that's what how you produce alcohol. That's why maggots 
come to rotten garbage is because when something's dying, there's a big energy release. And if there's energy being released, it can, it can give life to another entity. So as we're all dying from the disaster capitalism and the liaria-based media and the corrupt, satanic, and Luciferian government policies, we're giving off this life force, which attracts other life parasites toward us, like the parasite class, the Bidens and the Boris Johnsons and the Justin Trudeaus. And the government structure is a parasitical structure. Now, and as a coach... We certainly don't hit people with this information on the first day. It sort of freaks them out. Most times we just stick toward the functioning of the subconscious mind, which again, although consciously you're not aware that caffeine and many other things, junk food and takeout and TV and cancer-causing Wi-Fi coming out of your phone, you're, you don't know how deadly it is, the fluoride, the Teflon pan, the microwave food, and again, the coffee. But your subconscious totally knows because your subconscious is this recording device that records everything outside your body, and it also records everything inside your body, and then it tabulates it. The subconscious is well aware that when you drink coffee, it has sensors on the inside of your body, I mean, what do you think the nervous system is for? So when you drink the toxic, poisonous, health-destructive coffee, yes, you, you might not be aware because you're high, because caffeine, again, is a psychoactive drug, and it has a tranquilizing effect on the nervous system, which means you feel groovy. I mean, caffeine is designed to make the slavery feel groovy. That's why... It, they want everybody to start their, their slave-based day at the coffee shop in the drive-thru without the caffeine, without the coffee, without the slave caffeinating themselves. They'd burn this <laughs> bleep bleep to the ground overnight. You got to caffeinate them. You got to tranquilize the nervous system. You have to dumb them down and sedate them and distract them so that caffeine is proven like the drug Adderall. It's proven to make people do boring tasks longer, and that's why they got to caffeinate people before they go to work. So you might not know how toxic the coffee is, but your subconscious guaranteed monitoring your heart rate, it monitors your immune response, it monitors your red, your blood cells, your white blood cells, your lack of energy. Caffeine sucks energy out of you. It doesn't it doesn't give you energy. It, it sucks it out of you. And whether your body's getting energy or the energy's getting sucked out of you, your sort of body's the interface point. So you sort of feel there's this an energetic transfer, but the only thing that can really give you energy is food, water, and sleep and c combined, hopefully. Th things that excite and poison your metabolism will always give you this big burst of energy because <clears throat> that's just the way your immune system works. It's the fight-or-flight system, and it's, the average person knows that the fight-or-flight system is designed to give you a big burst of energy if there's a mugger chasing you, but it has the same big burst of en energy if caffeine enters your system. The only reason your fight-or-flight gives you a big burst of energy is that it will it will activate itself when there's a threat to your lifespan.
So the mugger threatens your lifespan, but the caffeine, which is a toxin, also threatens your lifespan as well. Caffeine is an alkaloid poison. The coffee plant and many other plants produce caffeine and uh, infiltrate their, their leaves with the caffeine so that the caffeine can kill bugs that are dumb enough to eat the leaves. And then a lot of times caffeinated plants will concentrate their caffeine loads in various seeds or pods that they grow on the peripheral branches so that it'll drop the, the caffeinated pods around the plant. And the caffeine is designed to kill competing foliage. Caffeine's a poison. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why the the plants are producing it and so you're going to have this massive fight or flight response from the caffeine ingestion and you are you're going to definitely feel that and your subconscious mind will record that and knows that now why would your subconscious mind run after the caffeine or run after the alcohol or run after the junk food or run after the toxic medications or run after, say, the toxic vaccines, even though upon injection or upon ingestion, the subconscious, which measures every metabolic function, every millisecond inside and outside the body, it knows it's making you less vital, less abundant, less energetic, less evolved, you're getting poisoned back into the Stone Age. So why would the subconscious kind of be okay with that, be okay with you going to the coffee shop to poison yourself? And, and the answer is quite simple, is that the subconscious, its job is to make sure you fit in. So it doesn't have a happiness and long life function. It doesn't have a abundance function its sole job is to make sure you fit in and it derives the fitting in behavior from observing the environment and seeing what everybody else is doing the primary foundation of all human behavior is most people do what they're doing simply because other people are doing it that program or that behavior manufacturing system is, fa is found in the subconscious mind and its ability to scan the environment and look for sim similarities between people and then act out those similarities because the subconscious is in charge of your security, your survival, and your safety. And it's very simple, folks, doing what the majority is doing, given the way humans only like people that are like them. If you want to blend in, it'll increase your safety and your security. But if you want to blend in, you better act like the majority is acting. That means the subconscious mind guarantee analyzes the society and realizes most people are sick. Most people are addicted and most people are miserable, and most people are stagnant, and most people are depressed. And the subconscious mind doesn't have any emotional skin in the game to judge the observations. It doesn't say, well, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> it doesn't have that capability. It just writes on a piece of paper, to best fit in, Jim has to be depressed, overweight, addicted, and childlike. And then it pushes that command it's almost like a script the subconscious is like the director of the movie or even the movie studio and you are the actor that act out these 
analyzed behaviors to make you best fit in. So uh, a lot of people do drink coffee and they, they're not consciously aware that the coffee's killing them because the subconscious mind, which is in charge of 93 to 97% of her behavior, sees that everybody else is drinking coffee and doesn't have the ability to judge the consequences of blending in. It just wants you to blend in. And this is the big issue. If everybody else is mediocre and unsuccessful, the subconscious mind will analyze that. And to a self-sabotage coach, I mean, coffee is simply a hot, hot cup of stagnation, depression, and dysfunction that needs to be consumed in order to fit in with everybody else. Now, this need to fit in is a lot more prevalent when someone is living in the child ego. If someone's had a hard time, it's called individuation in psychology. What that means is that children are supposed to be adapting in this way more because they don't really have any defenses other than fitting in. When children uh, observe their environment through the subconscious mind, their propensity to copy and mimic and emulate without any second thought is designed to be pretty severe. And then we're supposed to individuate, which means we're supposed to remove ourselves from the tribe and the group and the herd and the wolf pack, develop our individual characteristics so that we don't go along to get along our entire life so that we're not ruled by the group. And this copying, you see today that a lot of people have failed to make this individuation transition from child to adult. And that's why we have so many adults today trying to blend in like their children, trying to fit in and trying to emulate and mirror and, and mimic what the herd is doing, but they're in their adult years and it's really not supposed to be that severe in their adult years. And the subconscious, if it observes that everybody's sort of dysfunctional and childlike and sick and they beat themselves down and trim their own tall poppy and dull their shine as a habit, the subconscious will literally throw up its arms and say like the coffee will do it the alcohol will get you there going to the doctor i mean the subconscious knows 100 percent that going to the doctor will only make you more sick unless you're in acute care emergency let's give the medical field its dues if you're in a car accident they're really good they'll try and kill you as soon as that you're out of surgery with the jello and the uh, <clears throat> with the whatever the juice and the jello and the whatever else garbage they they feed you at the hospital so they're really good at the car accident and they try and kill you right away but your subconscious mind through observation i mean you you could literally if you were an adult who individuated properly you can see as well that the no one going to the doctor gets healthy taking these toxic drugs and the subconscious knows this too and you could consciously kind of blend the two and try and bring your subconscious mind and your conscious mind together, which really helps. But the subconscious knows right away through just everyday observation that the person who takes the most medications is the most sick. The person who takes no medications is usually the healthiest. The person who goes to see their doctor the most is the most sick. So the subconscious mind, without any emotional skin in the game, comes to the conclusion that, yeah, going to the doctor makes you sick. Now that's really inviting for the subconscious mind if everybody else is sick. 
because that would be a really easy way to fit in is just go to the doctor and poison yourself. So the subconscious mind, if living in an environment where everybody else is mediocre and dumbed down and not successful, will mark things with a magnetic attraction so that you are are guided there through this sort of invisible hand again and the subconscious mind is is okay with all of it. it as long as you work really hard keeping yourself down it does this to the subconscious mind if being mediocre and underachieving is the safe behavior to act out because that's what the majority is doing the subconscious makes a list and says you can you can get there many ways my friend uh, you could watch tv all day and all night you could uh, drink coffee you could drink alcohol you could smoke uh, marijuana you could watch porn you could watch cnn the subconscious mind is literally says hey uh, go at it you, you can go to your doctor, you can go get a vaccine. These will all accomplish the same goal of the safety and security we're looking for because if you follow out any of these behaviors, you will also be mediocre and underachieving like everybody else. And the subconscious mind will say, that's my job, is to make you fit in. And please, you know, I will encourage you to go and act these behaviors out so that you feel safe, secure, and your chances of survival are increased. To the subconscious mind, it's not the doctor. Those aren't meds in the pill, uh, in the pill bottle to your subconscious mind. The, the cup of coffee is not a cup of coffee to the subconscious mind. The bottle of wine is not a bottle of wine. The Netflix is not Netflix. To the subconscious mind, they're tools of mediocrity. And the subconscious mind is completely okay. It uh, doesn't matter which tool you grab, as long as you stay down, dull your shine, fit in, destroy your innate human potential, and you know, keep your head down, don't look up, don't try and be better than anybody else. And this is how the subconscious mind works. And, and the results that this produces, the disease and the obesity and the addiction and the mental problems and the relationship problems you in the subconscious mind doesn't have a function to process the disastrous results of trying to make you fit in with an underachieving wolf pack it doesn't have that ability only you have that ability and that's what we as self-sabotage coaches really push out to our clients and try to educate them on is how this how this really works so they understand that in a lot of our clients like here's a prime example you got a smoker they quit smoking and then you hear this phrase when people quit smoking they often gain weight well quitting smoking doesn't make you gain weight smoking doesn't make you lose weight so what's really going on there what's really going on there is the subconscious again in plain sight saying okay well, you quit smoking, good for you, but uh, if you, that means if you're not poisoning yourself in a poison-based tribe, you're going to rise up above them and you're going to get attacked. That's something I am here to avoid because the attack could make you less secure, make you less safe, and jeopardize your life. Because the way humans are, if 
their way they're designed, they're only like people who are like them. And the subconscious mind easily assesses that everybody in that tribe, it's kind of worldwide right now, is mediocre, underachieving, diseased, dysfunctional, disoriented. You, you know the drill. So the subconscious says, okay, well, you quit smoking. Uh, good for you. But that there's other tools that's okay. You don't like the smoking poison? Well, there's ice cream poison, or there's fast food poison, or there's alcohol poison. So when a smoker says they gain weight when they quit smoking, they they don't. They gain weight because they just grab another poison, because that's what the subconscious mind is controlling their behavior to do. You have to poison yourself and keep yourself down to fit into the moronic tribe. So, yeah, they quit smoking, and now they're on the ice cream, they gain some weight, or they go to junk food, they gain more weight, or they might even go to alcohol. So the addiction was never the nicotines, and that, that's, as a self-sabotage coach, we know that. There isn't addictions to any substance. There are subconscious mind, uh, there are subconscious behavior scripts that involve underachieving, and whether you pick smoking or alcohol or junk food or weed or watching TV or watching porn or going to the doctor and getting poisoned back into the Stone Age, the, it's like to the subconscious mind, there's just different blades and a Swiss Army knife. They'll get you there. The whole concept is to, as a self-sabotage coach, we literally have the ability to reprogram the subconscious mind to embrace health while the person lives in a diseased tribe. We can reprogram the subconscious to embrace wealth while living in a poor tribe, and we can, we can definitely make someone live out a moral existence while they're living in a den of vipers which we all do today. We live in a den of sin. I'm not a religious person, but that's what we that's what we live in. We're surrounded by evil. The people who rule us are satanic. They're known to do various ceremonies that prove their, you know, ancient sacrificial cults. And they're just they're just bad people. And that has a big influence on us through the subconscious mind. Because that's all we're observing. All we observe every day is corruption. And the way our behavior is manufactured, as we see corruption, we will become corrupt unless we know how to reprogram the subconscious. And I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. There's only about four days to go until my Overcoming Health-Based Self-Sabotage event that's coming up on Sunday. It's two hours this Sunday, two hours next Sunday, and we'll teach you everything you need to know about being healthy but I used to teach people how to be healthy and they could never get healthy. So the first part of the, the first two hours is the reprogramming of your subconscious mind so that you can start embracing being healthy even though you get this environmental stimuli on a repetitive basis that tricks your subconscious mind into pursue, pursuing disaster. I'm going to teach you and reprogram your subconscious mind how to pursue success. The people who rule you use the same technology to make you a human mess. 
and I'm going to use the same behavior modification psychology to make you a human success. And I haven't heard one complaint or one piece of negative feedback about anything I teach in my self-sabotage seminars. And a lot of people go on to do great things, some of, and some of the things they accomplish in terms of monetary acquisition and success in the relationships and happiness baffles my mind. I'm, when people phone in and say, I did this, this, and this, I used to be that, that, and that. I used to be an addict, overweight, and worked at McDonald's, and now I'm an actor. That one of my one of my clients was that was his dream to be an actor, and he was single, and now he's got a beautiful girlfriend, and now he was non-confident. Now he walks with complete confidence. It baffles my mind how effective it is. <laughs> it really does, but that's why I teach it because I haven't had it backfire once. So I obviously said this has got to be the thing I got to do. It makes me look good because it's so successful. It really has nothing to do with me. I learned all my mind control tricks from um, documented mind control experiments. And I just said, well, could we use the same mind hacking to make people awesome instead of shit wrecks? And I tried it out and, <laughs> and it worked great. So if you'd like to come work with me on uh, this coming Sunday, January 31st, 2021, and then the following Sunday, I think that's February 7th, it's two hours each time with a one-hour question and answer period, and you can ask me any question you want. And uh, yeah, that would be great. If you have any questions or if you're getting this email and I'm sorry, if you're getting this podcast and you're getting it without being on my private email list, just send me your email at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And if you have any questions, you can also email me at that email as well. I'm always open for questions or if you're looking for any advice on anything. This is Jason Kristoff signing off and thank you for listening.